Hello and welcome to Eye on Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss coming to you through the magic of Zoom or whatever uh, system we're using for these virtual meetings. But at any rate, it's good to be back. Good to see you all. We have a great guest today, Mike Spiz, Oakland County Commissioner from the 5th District, uh, GOP Caucus Chair. Welcome to the show. I was going to say, do you miss me yet? Of course, I miss you, Chuck. Good to be here. Hey, good to see you. Uh, what does your district cover? My district covers these days is Oxford Township, the village of Oxford, Addison Township, the village of Leonard, part of Oakland Township, um, Rochester Hills, and part of Rochester. Sort of the northeast sector all the way down into Rochester Hills. Yep, that's correct. That's big. That's, that's, a, that's a, lot of, a lot of ground to cover. Uh, I think most viewers know uh, the county commission, but you know, why don't we get a quick rundown on what the county commission is and does? Sure. The county commission is, is like the legislature for the county. We handle policies, um, but the most important thing we do is budget. Um, that's our number one objective, our number one goal. And from an open county perspective, it's something we've done and taken pride in over the last uh, 20, 30 years. Yes, I remember the uh, I remember Brooks Patterson, the AAA bond rating and all that. Yeah. And I've had a thing or two to do with the budget over the years myself. What um, 2023 opens, you know, uh, there's been a few changes. Uh, what's it like? Uh, it's different, much different. Um, you know, we were in a minority um, the last term by one vote. Now we're in a minority by more of like, what is it? 13 to six, so seven different votes. So things uh, are changing, being a little more difficult. Our voice isn't as loud as it used to be since there's only six of us that are on the board is, uh, these days. Well, the Democrats have a super, super majority that, you know, uh, the districts, it's uh, like, uh, you know, who who framed Roger Rabbit and the Jessica Rabbit character. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Uh, the districts were deliberately drawn to be that way. And uh, there it is. I know that uh, if you've seen, I mean, they had majority, albeit by one last term. Are there any serious policy changes? Uh, not at this point, but still too early to tell. You know, we're only two months into this, and we'll see how things progress throughout the year. I would expect them to bring other things to the table that uh, hopefully we can predict are coming to the table, but we'll see what happens before the end of the year. I expect some additional ballot initiatives to come. We will see before the end of this year and definitely before the end of the term next year. Well, it's uh, no longer a republic. It's now a pure uh, pure 50 plus one democracy, and that's how they're going to run it. Uh, I know yep. that. Uh, so uh, I know about the public transit money grab. Uh, they're looking now at abolishing the road commission. Uh, all that funding now goes into the commission. And I know the current chairman has a very strong, is a very, has strong control over his caucus. So if you want to get your road piped, you got to see the chairman, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I would still recommend everybody call your commissioner. I mean, but uh, the, the chairman has a lot of influence. The road commission has not been pulled into the overall county at this point. There's still a, a committee discussing that, three three of us. I'm one of them. Um, and it's moving, moving slowly, but it's moving. So we'll see what happens either at the end of this term um, or, like I said, at the yeah, end of this term before the end of this year. Is Commissioner so the chairman, Miller, oh, I'm sorry. Is Commissioner William Miller on the committee? He is. He is on that committee. It's uh, Commissioner Miller, Commissioner Woodward, and myself. Commissioner Miller, whose day job is working for uh, as a, one of the unions that actively uh, bargains with the Road Commission. That is correct. Yep. Oh, no conflict of interest there. Um, and hasn't recused himself. Eh. Has not. No. 
Uh, I, I can hear the very, I can hear the dry comment in your voice. That's, that's true. Uh, one idea of tra transit that was uh, batted around uh, in the Detroit News was making a baseline study of what service there is um, January first, whatever, and then using that to measure what improvements going are going forward. That you're getting a, a, a say ten routes to Novi or whatever. And, and is anybody thinking of doing that? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, they are. Um, we had just approved, I think, Chuck, you were still there when we approved this, that we approved adding three heads to the administration so that they could go ahead and start putting a team together and evaluating what routes they needed to add within the county. Um, so those three positions are in process of being filled. One is being a manager. And of course, they're also asking for, as you know, one of my favorite things, or least favorite, to be honest, going out for a consulting firm to come in and help them to do so. So that is in discussions right now. They're asking for monies to do that based on the $66 million they've already received because it hit the December tax roll last year. So that $66 million will start hitting our coffer if actually priority has, because I think they're all due sometime here in February. A lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money, not a lot of oversight. That's never a particularly good combination. Uh, Commissioner Spiz, before we went in and uh, started talking about road stuff, we were talking about the budget as the main job of the county commission. Uh, would you care to elaborate on that? Um, budget is probably the most important thing we do is to balance our budget around the county. We're nearly at a billion dollar budget nowadays. Um, so we go through it with a fine tooth comb and historically, um, Oakland County has been very, very good at that. We've received many rewards for what we do with the three-year balanced budget and the five-year forecast, um, and we continue to do so. Now, uh, I know that uh, even with just a couple people on the uh, committee, you can still uh, exercise oversight and you can still ask the questions. Uh, it's got to be more important than ever now. I, I would agree. You know, we still need to ask all the important questions to make sure we continue to keep uh Oakland County fiscally responsible and continue to move forward and make sure we're doing the best we can do for the money that uh, our taxpayers give us. Which is a lot. Who is, uh, who's, uh, who's on finance now? Uh, Chris Long? Chris Long is still there. Um, who else is still there? There's one other Republican still on there. I have to look. I don't remember who exactly it is. Well, I'm sure they have their work cut out for them. I always like Chris. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you can you can bring you know you want a consultant you can call Shelly Tom she loved to go down every line item you know we can uh, she might have to be an unpaid one but uh, you know I, I think that Shelly probably would love to do that I think if you went into a budget hearing uh, we brought a consultant here <laughs> Shelly I recommend doing that uh, it seems to be though you know we're talking how money comes in and comes out and budget uh, kind of a an uneasy relationship between County Executive Dave Coulter and the commission leadership. At least there was last term. Um, is there is that is that continuing? Are they kind of both watching each other, or is have they gone back to a huggy kissy? Uh, I think they're still both watching each other. I think it's going to be very interesting this year, like you said at the beginning. Is now the Democrats have a supermajority, right? So they can flex their, my opinion, they'll be able to flex their muscles a little bit more and get more of what the, the board of commissioners or at least the majority caucus wants within that budget than previous years. What do you think they would like other than to put it, to put it by pork for their districts? You get some pork for the districts, and I'm sure there's some other pet projects that will come out of this. You know, We'll see what the remainder of the ARPA money, which I'm assuming we'll talk about a little later, will bring up. 
Um, that's more pet that. projects for a few commissioners and the administration in that regard. Yeah, it's, I have had some pet projects. I can, I can think of any other than, you know, funding a dog park. So Commissioner Spiz, we were talking about ARPA funding. What exactly is that? Uh, it reminds me of the old stimulus money in the Obama administration. What, what exactly were we talking about? Uh, ARPA money is the money that's given to the communities around the United States from the federal government. And that, that does include schools, by the way. And Oakland County received $243 million from the federal government to help with our community, which includes businesses, health, um, well-being, pretty much anything within the community we can spend it on with very minimal boundaries at this point. But yeah, it's like, the, what is the line from The Simpsons, uh, monorail, yeah, this the mule, the spinning wheel, doesn't know how he got it. He's darned if he knows how to use it. I think they know how to use it, though. They, um, It's probably about nine hands reaching for every buck. Is that about it? Uh, that, that was it at the start. We still have $80 million left, um, which has to be accrued and, and or I should say allocated um, before the end of next year. Um, so 2024. And so that's where the interesting things will come in this year, I think, because there's a lot of different from a calm projects that uh, commissioners and or the administration have in mind to spend that $80 million. Well, here's my you know, problem with that, or my you know, the issue is that you obviously do not want to use one-time money for ongoing expenses. You do not want to build this stuff into your budget because it's going to go away. So, you know, uh, what's going to be the effect on the budget when this, this, this flow of money is finally dried up? Yeah. Um, as of right now, very minimal, I believe, because historically, or I shouldn't say historically, for the initial monies that we have spent so far, um, we've done a pretty good job of not putting any long-term projects um, that would affect budget into the future. I think there's only one, maybe two, one being housing, where we're end up having to be a long-term budget effect uh, for affordable housing that was passed through. Um, so the $80 million, one of the goals is to make sure we do not do that. And one of the big projects we're hoping to use a majority of that $80 million is to help out our, our Sheriff Bouchard um, in his new training center that we're looking for. They're going to do the training center. That's, that's we're going gonna, to We're going to, nah, it's not approved yet. We're going to put it in. We are going to submit some resolutions this week um, to spend some of that $80 million to help support the funding of that building. I think a training center is is vitally needed. Uh, every time you have a problem with police, whatever, you know, issues, it always comes down to training. Always comes down to insufficiently yep. trained, insufficiently maintained their training police. And that, you know, it's however much she's going to spend it on, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot less than what you would have to spend if you have a horrible incident. Uh, I fully agree. Fully agree. And it's something that uh, if you go around and do a survey around the state, the state and or the country relative to the counties of our size, um, we're one of the only ones that do not have a countywide training center to help not only our sheriff's department, but all the municipalities around around the, the county. Well, I think, you know, the sooner the better. Uh, next, you know, before you read something horrible happening in the paper. Uh, just going to, you know, before we, you don't want to run out of time before the break, but uh so uh, do you have any uh, things you'd like to see with the ARPA money or is that just not even going to happen? <laughs> a couple, I mean, training centers, one, that's probably number one on our list um, to use that ARPA money. We have another project I'm working on um, actually across the aisle for some co-responders. Um, there's a pilot going right on in the county right now uh, for co-responders. That, that is a program that will send um, mental health workers out into the field with the deputies when needed um, to help at scene so that uh, we can help help those individuals be located at the right place versus just putting them in jail. 
right? So there is a pilot now, but we're looking to get about another million dollars to do a countywide project over the next couple of years. Well, it seems like so much is uh, mental health uh, related uh, yeah. in terms of uh, bad stuff happening. So this is good. Well, we're going to take a break right here. We're talking with Mike Spiz, who is the uh, Oakland County Commissioner for the 5th District and the GOP Caucus Chair. I'm Chuck Moss. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on Ion Oakland. Welcome back to Eye on Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host. We have our great guest, Mike Spiz, Oakland County Commissioner from the 5th District, uh, GOP Caucus Chair. And before we went out, we were talking about budget, which is the one big job uh, that the county does and the county commission does. And I just have one uh, sort of question. I know that the, uh, you know, give, give them their due, the county executive's Department of Finance and Budget were running somewhat conservatively and keeping the... Um, best practices of the, of the Patterson administration. Are they still doing that? They seem to still be doing that um, and working to maintain the three-year balanced budget, which over the last, what, four to six years, they've done a good job at um, and followed the, the suit of the previous administration and make sure that was balanced over three years and then a forecast for five. Well, good. I know that if they were to um, uh, let that slip, uh, I don't think that would be very good for the, the current incumbent. Uh, now, uh, switch some gears here. Um, you represent the community of Oxford and you had a child that was there at the high school. You were working uh, from last year on programs and initiatives dealing, you know, fauna. how's that going? I'm still going forward um, from the funding to help out the, a lot of the victims that's still out there. So if anybody sees this and is looking for and was in the Oxford area or part of the Oxford School District and is still looking for some support, there's a couple things you can do. Um, you can reach out to OCHN, who is helping to um, facilitate all that for us. Um, so if you have a copay or things from a, um, a counselor or some mental health support, um, there's some funding out there that can help you with that. Um, there's also a resiliency center that's in Oxford that can help anybody that anybody within the community can walk in there and without appointment and they'll do what they can to help you or point you in the right direction. Well, good because uh, you know it's. I know. I know it was personal for you with your yeah. involvement, and you were very have been very very involved with the community in that. And with the the MSU shootings, this has got to just be awful. No, it was it was tough. I mean, from a personal note, you know, that hit. Um, I was out of town again. You know, was, my wife was out of town when the Oxford incident happened, um, and my wife was home. And actually, she got in her car and drove out and saw her daughter, who was out at Hope College right now to just to make sure she was okay um, when all that news broke. So yeah. it's difficult in any, I mean, I, I really feel for the families that actually had Oxford students that are actually at MSU, you know, sure. out, of course, outside for the, of the victims that, uh, and those families that will forever have their life changed. Well, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're talking about uh, co-responders that uh, the individual who was the shooter at Michigan State had a long history. And yep. he had a long history of violence. He had a long history of gun crimes. He had just simply been let back out on the street. Uh, 
we got to do better about this stuff to just let the, these the known wolves or crazy people just wandering around that have a history of violence rather than, you know, telling everybody, everybody else has to give up, you know, give up weapons. Uh, the idea of having a mental health professional, maybe had the you know, Lansing police had one of those guys along, he might've done something with this fella other than just say, Oh, too bad. Off you go. Uh, I like I like the idea of a course correspondent. Yep. Yep. And they might've been able to point him in the right direction if he needed support um, or, you know, uh, somebody to talk to anything that, that, that might've helped that inv individual out. You know, if, if you look at the, the data and the history behind, behind any of these mass shootings, it, uh, it is, the data shows that it's not something that just at the spur of the moment people do. There's history and you can see it months in advance, um, signs that are there to indicate that that individual or individuals need, need to help somewhere. And a lot of people, and maybe it's just human nature to these days, it's just some people just, yeah, it's look the other way or it's not my business, but today we need to find ways to, to mitigate that. And if you see something, say something, you know, that's one of the big things that's out there. Um, to, to at least bring it up because I'd rather bring it up and have somebody ask a question versus just ignoring it. You know, and one of the other programs, which I probably didn't mention earlier, had to do with the CIT program, you know, um, which is a program that's out there. To, there's also training for police officers around uh, Oakland County to help them identify when people may need assistance. You know, well, it's critical intervention training. So critical intervention training is what CIT yeah. means. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to be sounding like, you know, old, old man Methuselah here. I'm so old enough. I can remember when we used to fight the dinosaurs, you know, but the bottom line is, yeah. When I first got out of law school, this is going to have to be 1980, not long ago. Uh, as a you know, new young attorney, I took mental health appointments from the probate court and they had people, we had North or excuse me, uh, due South of the County complex, County, you know, was uh, it was a mental hospital, just like the one up in Traverse City, same architecture, but instead of keeping it and preserving it, they tore it down. That place, they were starting they were well in the deinstitutionalization of the mentally ill, which meant throwing them all out on the street. And yep. these were people who had, sorry, I know how to put it any better than this, they were crazy. They weren't going to take programs or they weren't going to cooperate with counselors or for God's sake, take medication on any long-term basis. They're not going to do that. They're crazy. They don't know what they want to do. So you kept them there to protect themselves and others. And in those hearings, are they a danger to themselves or others? Are they walking in front of cars? Are they going to talk about killing people? Are they talking about killing themselves? And you couldn't just lock them up forever. They had to have regular hearings and they would appoint attorneys, young guys like me, to make sure all the forms were followed. We tore those places down. We threw those people off the streets. And what do they do now? They, they live on the street. They live, you know, as they can. And you can buy them a house and it won't matter because they can't take care of themselves or the house. Can we have a conversation about maybe getting back to some kind of asylum system where you don't throw these poor people off on the streets where they either have to live on the street or they hear the voices and pick up guns is what can that be part of the conversation well, I, I think it i think it has to be everything has to be on the table and, and to add to your points if they're, if they're not on the streets they're probably in jail or in a hospital because i believe 
Yeah, yeah. I believe if you'll have to ask Sheriff Bouchard for these numbers to be exact, but I believe 70 to 80% of the inmates that are in the Oakland County jail and probably the state prisons are the same are on some type of medication. And jail is a yeah, jail's no good for them. I mean, that's nope. just, that's, they were better off when they were in the mental hospital. And yes, there were bad ones back in the 1950s and uh, the movies and the books. And that, that was also, but to then react to go the other way and say, okay, all you people just go and, and, and be free. You know, I, I don't want to meet one of those guys uh, who's walking down the street and has a, has picked up a knife or a gun and the, the voices are telling him, you know, I, I, We've we've got to get back to that. I mean, this is my own editorial. Is there any- at a minimum? At a minimum, the discussion needs to happen. You know, maybe you don't go back to where we were, but maybe there's a middle ground where we have to. Yeah. Get is, is there any um, way at the county? Because I don't remember who ran those places. I, I whether it was the state department, uh, you know, state health department, or whether it was the county, uh, who had the jurisdiction over uh, Clinton. I think it was a Clinton Valley or whatever it was called. The and uh, you know, it's it's appearance. I mean, it looked like Arkham Arkham Asylum. I have to tell you that. So people look at that and go, Ugh, "The Joker's there." Uh, is that an initiative that could come from the county commission? I'm sure we could at least start the conversation, um, but I believe it would have to, and ultimately, end up at the state level. Okay. Well, we've got we've got state reps. Uh, you know, they're all yeah. talking a good game right now. Uh, I don't you know, just off the top of my head. Because really, um, these 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 situations are, are going to happen, and if we don't deal with the mental ill, okay. And uh, moving moving now to to the uh, you know sort of other side is good. I understand that. Well, I understand. I was part of it. Is you have a diversity, equity, inclusion department now at the county. Is anyone keeping an eye on that? There's some in some businesses now in universities are walking that back. Um. When you say keep an eye, you know, they are to bring us reports to the county commission. Have yeah. we gone in depth and pushed any more from the DEI? No, we haven't. Not that I've seen over the last couple months. Um, but I have been pushing for, as you know, Chuck, there's many areas within the county that we ask for quarterly reports or annual reports. Right. And historically, you know, they don't always come to us or they're put in communications and they don't always get presented. So I've asked um, the chairman to start bringing them in and do presentations to us on a quarterly basis, just in place of just giving us a report, because I don't think we as board of commissioners spend enough time reviewing that information. And a lot of time, some of those reports, in my opinion, are just lip service because um, there's they're lacking a lot of data or a lot of information that I think we as commissioners would want to see. Well, you know, the DEI has become now a... Uh... It's kind of become a, a hot button because they are ideological. Uh, it's an ideology that not everyone subscribes to. But if it, uh, you know, start hiring people, firing people, promoting people on the basis of your adherence to this ideology, whether you call it CRT or anti-racism or whatever, uh, you know, they were, they were being accused of actually being being sort of an American Stasi now in your organization. That's that's a harsh term, but got to watch that. Uh, I think that would be a natural for oversight from the commission. Commission. Yeah. I would agree. Along with all the other groups that need our oversight. Everybody needs it. Uh, all right. I know you were talking about any, uh, you know, policy changes. It, 
I know that when the, uh, you know, up in Lansing and when the Democrats got their majority and then they got their real majority in my middle term, they really started letting the freak flag fly. Are you seeing more of that or are they sort of holding themselves back? Um, I think they're still holding themselves back. I think it's still too early to tell. I think they're still trying to understand themselves and the positions they have or the, what they can and can't do. And and come to an agreement because everybody, now that you have more people in that room, you have more ideas and more positions and more different ways of doing things. Let me put it that way. You know, everybody's got their opinion on how to do something and, and they, they're not all agreeing at this point. So um, once they all get in line, I think we'll start seeing a lot more of that. I know once again, to talk about Lansing is that uh, when we were, uh, the Republicans were down, I wouldn't say we were, we weren't as small, but we were, we were, small is that over on the democratic side and uh, i said how's the caucus doing and they said which one the democrats there were three caucuses there were you know there was the real radicals and there was the detroit caucus and then there was this sort of everybody else and those three caucuses all had to agree or nothing happened so very often nothing happened what can we look forward to now we're going to run out of time but both good and bad what are you looking at um good and bad you know from the good i'm hoping from that 80 million dollars or upper money we can find some some uh, projects that we can all come to an agreement on that truly help our community community and are not long-term expenses you know the bad i like i said at the beginning is i'm expecting some additional ballot initiatives that will potentially cost our taxpayers more money for an increased taxes on a specific project let's say a senior tax for example a senior or something tax. along i don't i don't know that's going to be the case but it's just an example out there is it something that we as a community are going to put on the ballot to ask even more money from our taxpayers to do uh, some type of project or social project. Well, for senior tax, I know that uh, we have a lot of really uh, good senior organizations. Uh, some of them are the gold standard, like say Bloomfield Township. Some of them, like the OPC in Rochester, are the platinum standard. Yep. And uh, you know they tax themselves, they tax their communities. And how are you going to have a millage? You know, are you going to pay two millages for the same thing? So I know that they're very worried. And they should be. Yeah, and, um, and it's, I mean, that, I mean, two millages for the same thing. That's what they did with the transit, you know, put a countywide transit and there's five or six communities already had a millage in place. So can't say it hasn't been done before. That's true. And uh, you know, I, I did, did a little bit with transit, uh, but it was easy for me. I live at Woodward Avenue. I can 12 minutes walk and pick up the bus and be downtown. Uh, I don't know how you, how you go and get out in, you know, Oxford or Addison. Uh, one more thing, you're, what, what uh, term are you, you're in your what year doing this now? I just hit my 10-year milestone, so this will be my sixth term. Ten years. Yep. Wow, I'm, uh, I'm impressed. I, I think I only serve three, uh, I serve six at the most, and then the last two. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, like I said, uh, I miss you guys. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, who knows, but it's great to have you, have you here. Good to see Mike Spiz, Oakland County Commissioner from the 5th District, Oxford, and the GOP Caucus Chair. All right, well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to all of you for joining us here on Ion Oakland. Thank you, Chuck.